Okay. Good afternoon to everybody. Now we can start our discussions. Namo tassa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa Namo tassa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa Namo tassa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa Today my topic going to be Ehi Pasika. Come and see. Every day when you are venerate Dhamma, there are few qualities that you memorize about the Dhamma. One is Ehi Pasika. Starting with Sakhato, Bhagavata, Dhammo, Sanditiko, Akaliko, Ehi Pasiko, Upanaiko, Pachatang, Eritabbo, Vinyohi. These are the qualities of the Buddha. Among these qualities, today I am going to talk about Ehi Pasika. Come and see. You might heard this word in many times if you are listening to any Dhamma, Dhamma talks. Uh, in here, many things that we can focus. Basically, uh, we have to understand what we have to see. What is the things that we can see there? Where is it? Which is very important. Come and see mean you might think you have to come every day to Bhavana society to, to see it. This is the meaning or something else the meaning. That's, that is the basic uh, things that I am going to focus now. Dhamma, I think yesterday through Bhanteji's talks you might get some ideas about what is Dhamma. Everything what we what arises in your mind, that is Dhamma. Yesterday you might clarify through the Bhanteji's talk, what arises in your mind, all these things we can categorize into Dhamma. And also, generally we use Dhamma as a teachings. Dhamma as a teachings. Also we use Dhamma for nature. For nature. Nature also we consider as a Dhamma. To understand this, to realize this, nature, your mind, or any other things what we call in as a Dhamma, there should be one important thing. That is the basic things that we should focus to understand why Buddha explained Dhamma has that quality, come and see quality. This is directly based on the scientific method. You know in scientific methods if someone want to prove it, they have to apply that method and they have to do the investigation, research and re-research. Then finally they can realize it. That quality we have in, the, in, in Buddha's teachings too. That is the meaning come and see. Come and see means you are not, not supposed to go somewhere else. You have to think about yourself. Try to see your insight. Try to see your basically your mind. As you know, Siddhartha Gautama became Buddha when he was 35 years old. He died 
when he was 80 years old he spent he had to spend 45 years to deliver dhamma in just in the sutra pitaka 18000 discourses are there 18000 discourses just only sutra pitaka and vinaya pitaka also and abhidhamma pitaka also there are some teachings all these teachings we can categorize into 84000 skandhas it's mean at, at least buddha delivered five sermons a day traveling around here and there why buddha spend that long time and also different topics just focusing to sutra pitaka discourses 18000 what is the reason what is the reason to introduce very important teachings we call four noble truth to introduce four noble truth buddha spent 45 years talking about different different topics why what is the purpose of that how it's happened what is the secret behind that can you imagine in other sometimes uh, when we talking about other philosophers and religious leaders they don't have this much they don't have this much if we are focusing the bible the sermon of mountain is the most important sermon that's it and doing without doing so why would they spend 45 years to teach this four noble truth four noble truth is the main thing that we should realize the path for that noble eight pole path these are the main basic things why would they spend because of our mind the mind is separate from each and every one there is no equality among people for the uh, the capacity of their mind the capacity of their mind therefore what i can think is completely different from you sometimes might be the same age same education person who who, who are there but they don't same with their mind they don't they are not same with their concepts they are not same with their ideas thoughts completely different this is the main thing that we should focus to realize the dhamma what buddha meant there what buddha meant therefore whatever the instructions gave by the buddha spending 45 years delivering many dhamma sermons based on the mind based on to explain the mind based on to uh, change how the the path to how we can change our mind this is the basic uh, things that we can understand why buddha spent 45 years and also what the meaning of come and see come and see mean you have to open your mind you have to open your mind to open your mind there are barriers we have to clean the barriers you have to open the gates clean the barriers and then you can open your mind then you can start think it's a gradual process you have to think you have to develop your thinking ability 
as we know there's a word we use wisdom we do every and each training for what to develop our wisdom as a buddhist follower you know they are doing so many activities religious activities regarding sila moral regarding meditation regarding generosity they do so many activities for what to develop their wisdom to develop their wisdom wisdom is a state of your mind state of your mind therefore basically in my topics in in my talk i would like to focus about the mind what is the nature of mind what we should do to tame our mind this is the basic things that i am going to talk in here you might heard the stanza from dhammapada the persistence of dhammapada mano pubbangama dhamma mano setta mano maya manasache padutthena bhasati va karoti va tato nan dukkham angeti chakkam vahatu pada mind proceed all mental states manopubbangama dhamma manosetta mano maya mind is their chief mind is their chief padutthena manasa if someone doing something with wicked mind doing or telling something with wicked mind it's mean unpolluted mind it's mean uh, there is desire there there might be desire there might be anger there might be ignorance there might be all other defilements if someone telling or act something in this kind of unclean mind the results come to that person as a when the as a uh, wheel follows the foot of the ox you know in bolokla bolokkad whenever i start to ox to go the wheel also ready to turn if if the ox try to come back go back turn back the wheel not allow them to do it as what he willing always bothering to him whenever he going the wheels also going behind him no one can change it until remove the cart until remove the cart from his shoulders therefore the cart is not something happy objects to that ox it's painful objects to that ox in same way if you are doing some unwholesome thing with unclean mind full with desire anger hatred all these defilements the results also come to you like that results also come to like that now in this particular stanza giving us a simple picture of our mind what kind of picture is that that picture is our mind is the leader if you are willing to gain happiness we have to take care of the mind if you are willing to be peaceful person we have to take care of our mind if you are willing to uh, do something wholesome you have to take care of your mind mind is the place where we should take care if you are not take care in your mind there is no way to be happy there is no way to be a peaceful person there is no way to be a happiest peaceful 
and also uh, equanimity person if you are not take care in your mind. But this is the basic uh, explanation that we can get through this stanza. Dhammapada, there's another stanza that I can use in from Dhammapada. Dhammapada Chitta Vagga. It's explaining in another stanza, Achirang Vatayang Kayo, Pataving Adi Sesati, Chuddu Apeta Vinyano, Niratang Kalingaram. Achirang Vatayang Kayo, this, this body alive until mind connected with the body. This body we can see as a alive thing until it's connected with the mental formation. When mind departed from this physical formation, when mental formation departed from the physical formation, that day the body will lie on the earth as a useless lug. Useless lug. You might have seen some dead bodies. Dead persons. Those people who are alive, who were alive, those times, I mean that time you may not, you may able to talk to that person and also they might react to you using their body. But when someone departed, when the mind departed from that body's body, suddenly that body become useless. No one can use it. Even though he has mouth, but there's no way to smile. There's no way to talk. Even though eyes, that eyes with the body, but they are not able to see things. This is the importance of your mind. This is the most important situation of your mind. Therefore, mental formation is the formation it, which decide your death, which you can decide your death. It means suddenly, we don't know how long it takes, we don't know where, when it's happened to us, where, wherever, whenever, when mental formation ready to depart from the physical formation, that time this body becomes useless. That's the basically we can understand. Now you can see how powerful is your mind. The mind is the most leading part of our whole life. Mind is the leading part of whole life. To understand it, we can uh, focus to Majjhavanikaya Sutta number 18, Madhupindika Sutta. Madhupindika Sutta is explained what is the living mean, alive mean? As you know, when you go to uh, hospitals, doctors are ready to check our eyes, nose, and uh, blood circulations, and uh, pulse rates. Checking all these things, they are ready to decide okay, whether he is alive or not. Those are the main measurements that they use to decide whether alive or not. Therefore, if someone can react when something seen, if that person can react to it, when something here, if that person can to react it, when 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 that person tasting something, if that can if that person can to react it then we know he is living with us. He is living with us. Therefore, 
now we can see this madhubindika sutta what is the connection of your mind for this we have eyes we see pictures we have eye therefore we can see the see pictures we have ear we can see we can hear the sounds we have nose then we can smell we have tongue we can taste all these faculties take objects from outside but just think about the dead body also have these all all faculties eye is there ear is there nose is there tongue is there but uh, uh, the dead body is not reacting to any of sounds or any of all uh, objects was uh, surrounding that body have you seen anyone reacting to any anything what is happening around, around that body from that body no but we ready to react suddenly what we can see we ready to react it therefore we can focus how we see pictures to understand it in madhupindika sutta it's explaining because depending on the eye and the forms eye consciousness arise the meeting of the meeting of the three of the contact with contact as condition there arise feelings felt as a pleasant or painful neither painful nor pleasant when a pleasant feeling touches one if one delight in welcome it and remains holding it then the underlying tendencies to lust lies within one in this padupindika sutta is explaining i that you have in your body objects outside is it is also physical form when these two get together consciousness will be there we call it i consciousness i consciousness mean active mind in your through your eyes it is active mind consciousness i consciousness mean kind of active mind when active mind i consciousness is there i and the picture all these three together when they when when these three together get together that is the time to start to get some feelings get some uh, thoughts uh, ideas to insight how it's come we can see it we can understand it i think this is kind of very subtle things try to understand now take a example like this you you can see something automatically you are focusing toward that we can think about oh, this apple because of your eyes and there is apple and and also i consciousness is arise there these three things are together we call it passa passa mean touching through mental formation touching through mental formation then the contact through your mind the i consciousness then feeling arise feeling arise what are the feelings feelings are the things the message given to message to your brain oh there is something there is something the message is given to your brain there is something and then through that feelings 
ready to arise perceptions perceptions through the perceptions or oh, they know this apple what kind of apple is this what is the taste of this apple everything will be there i mean the the brain can decide it with the help of that perceptions brain can decide it with the help of that perceptions about that object what you are seeing then because of that perception then you ready to start to think about we are ready to think about thinking and thinking what you are doing you developing some kind of thoughts for what oh this apple is ripe enough to eat now i know the taste of this apple this is very sweet the apple what we ate today lunch not like that you know that all the thinking patterns will start there then you ready to create some thoughts there you might not recognize those th- whether those thoughts are wholesome or unwholesome just you start to think about the thoughts then finally you decided yes i needed it i want to eat it i can't wait for that then you ready to grab it and to try to do something what you want to what you wanted now clearly try to understand how it's happened what is the way to end that activities taken into your hand apple now with your in your hand the apple is in your hand how it's happened you think just everything happened physically because you saw it you uh, put the effort to pick it up and then now you have it this is the way normal way that we can see it but this is not the just was there there was so many things behind this that is influence of your mental formation that is influence of your mental formation contact the very important part i consciousness contacts feelings perceptions all these things are the things that belongs to your mental formation because of that mental formation you you are able to pick it up if you don't have any of these things if you don't have any i consciousness contact feelings perceptions there is no actions there would there would not be a actions how it's come without your mind no therefore now you can understand whatever the things we can see it's happen in our according to our mind therefore we may not able to see pictures just because of your mind we can see things using our mind but with the influence of mental formation therefore all the pictures what we can see see through by mind that's why some pictures what we can see you like it some pictures you don't like it why it is depend on your mental formation it is depend on your mental formation if everything similar to everybody what we can see what we can hear it's mean there is no barrier there is no connection with your mind but we see things through our mind we we hear things through our mind we taste through our mind we experience in every and each things using this body through our mind not the physical formation not the physical formation now you can see how important is your mind how important is your mind now it's very clearly 
understand. That's why Buddha said we have to think about, we have to take care of our mind. If we are take care in our mind, then we don't need to worry about any of other things. I would like to share a story. During the Buddha's time, there was a person, lay person, seen a Buddhist monk. He was interested to enter the order to become a monk. With the advice, with the help of that monk, he became a monk, that lay person. He is not young, he might be in his middle age. Then, when he start, when he become, became a monk, now he is start to practice as a monk. Practicing as a monk, he realized there are so many responsibilities and to things, to do things himself as a monk. Then he was he was worried about all the teachings. There are so many teachings. Vinay rules and other teachings. Uh, uh, he started to learn about those things through different teachers. Then he was worried about those things. How I can memorize all these things because I am getting old now. My mind is not clear. It's not powerful. It's not energetic. Therefore, better to go back to home, living as a lay person again, I can practice Dhamma. Then he approached to his teacher, said to him, Venerable Sir, I became a monk with a very devout mind. But now I am feeling it is not something to it is not something easy to take care of. Therefore, I would like to go back to home, becoming a lay person, I can practice Dhamma. Then that uh, teacher, the monk, his senior monk said to him, Okay, you became monk under me, even though Buddha is here, now we can go to see the Buddha, we can get permission from the Buddha. Then that teacher went to Buddha alone with the student and in front of Buddha he declared, Venerable Sir, this student became monk with devout mind, listening to my Dhamma, asking some questions and giving some uh, explanation for him. He was very devoutful. And then he became monk. Now he wanted to go back to home, become a lay person to practice Dhamma. Then Buddha asked directly, Why you want to become a lay person again? You already had a lay life. With the, uh, with the knowledge that you get through, uh, develop yourself, you became a monk. And you start to practice as a monk and then now you are turning back and then ready to go back to lay life, to become a, a lay person to practice Dhamma. Why is that? Then he starts to explain, Venerable Sir, I became a monk with devoutful mind. Through my practice as a monk, now I get to know there are so many responsibilities and teachings I have to take care of. My mind is not powerful, it's weak now. I can't memorize all these teachings, rules and things. Therefore, I thought, better to go back to lay life and practicing as a lay person. Then Buddha said, okay, I know what you meant. That's true, there are so many disciplinary rules there are so many teachings in my dispensation, that's true. But if you can take care of one thing, if you're able to take care of one thing, that would be enough. 
Oh, one thing? Venerable Sir, I like. I can take care of one thing. That's fine. Believe me. Okay. You take care of your mind. You don't need to worry about disciplinary rules. You don't need to worry about other teachings. Just take care of your mind. That was the advice given by the Buddha to that monk who tried to disrobe. Who tried to disrobe. Buddha explained, if you are take care in your mind, you take care in everything. If you are in, if you are take care in your mind, you take care in everything. You don't need to worry about anything. Now, you can understand why it's explained in Dhammapada persistence. Mind is the leader. Mind is the forerunner. And also now you can see the relationship. Madhupindika Sutta in Madhupindika Sutta Majjhavanikaya. Why, how, uh, why Mahakachanatero explain how we see the pictures, how we hear the sounds, how we use basically five faculties with the objects. Everything happening according to your mind, according to your mind. Therefore, whatever the activities we do, all the activities are based on to develop our mind. Now, these days you are in these retreats for what? To develop your mind. Some people practice generosity for what? To develop their mind. Some people observe precepts and ready to take care of those precepts for what? To develop their mind. Therefore, Developing mind is the goal for us, not just only Buddhists. It is the responsibility for all human beings. Unfortunately, other living beings are not able to develop their mind. But only the human being, the beings who can develop their mind, therefore, we have obligation, we have a responsible to take care of it, to develop it. That is our duty. That is our duty. Therefore, in this time I would like to focus to understand what is, then what is the mind? What is the mind? You might heard about mind before, you might know something about mind before, but try to see through the Buddha's teachings to understand what is mind. Buddha explained in Dhammapada Chitta Vagga Durangamang Ekacharang Asarirang Guhasayang Ye Chittang Sanyameksanti Mokhanti Marabhandana. This is the definitions for the mind of the Buddha. Durangamang ekacharang asarirang guhasyang. There are four qualities to recognize your mind. Durangamang. The mind go far away objects. Far away objects. Even though sitting in this hole, how far you can go through your mind? All your experiences you can use. Using your experiences and all uh, knowledge, if you have experience, if you any time been somewhere or any time if you hear something, you can use all these things and you can taste all these things even in here, the, in, in, in this hall. Durangamang. Those are far away objects. You can go past and also you can go future. Going past is depend on your experience. But going future is not depend on your experience. Therefore, the going future is unlimited. 
through your mind. Now, can't we go to Washington DC right now? Through our minds, I think all of us have been those places in Washington DC. Just think about the White House. Can't we see White House in here in this moment? We can see. Even someone can see Trump coming out and waving hands. Pledging you, please don't impeach me. <laughs> that is the nature of our mind. We can go through our mind. If we have experience with another realms, yes, you can go through your mind. This is the nature of our mind. It's go far away objects. Not the mind. Through mind, we can go far away objects. Far away objects. Durangamam. Eka charang. When you go in there, you are not going alone with someone. You go in alone yourself. Going alone. Eka charang. Asarirang. The mind doesn't have a physical form, asarira. Mind doesn't have physical form. This is the main thing what we do not agree with modern science. Modern science, they thought brain is the mind. But Buddhism, say, Buddhism says, no, brain is not the mind. Mind is completely non-physical form, it is not part of the brain. It is not part of the body. Physical, it, is, it doesn't have any physical form. It doesn't have any physical form. Asariran. Guhasyan is lie on the body, with the body. These are the four significant things that we can recognize our mind. It's go far away objects, durangamang, going alone, bodiless, lying on a cave. It's mean your body. These are the four significant things that we can recognize our body, our mind, mental formation. Yejitan sanyamek santi if someone ready to theme this mind, that person is the person who can overcome all suffering. That person can live without subject to the Mara. Without subject to the Mara. It means attaining enlightenment means not something else. It is a development of your mind. Attaining enlightenment means not something else. It is a development of your mind. Mokkhanti Mara Bandana. Buddha explains, Buddha gave us similes to understand the nature of the mind. And I would like to share another story. I like telling stories. I don't know why. Because I was a teacher. To explain, to understand how works our mind. There was a temple, lived teacher and his student, both are monks. One day, the senior monk got an invitation from another temple, another another village. To observe Vassana retreats there. Then the senior monk, accepting that invitation, he went to a particular temple, different temple, to observe Vassana retreats. Vassana retreats mean retreats that monks observe uh, July full moon day to October full moon day. They stay in one place, practicing Dhamma and teaching to. Lay people, uh, that is the basic things that you can see through that Vasana uh, rainy retreats. Then, after the retreats, 
lay people ready to offer so many things, including a very important rope. We call it cutting a rope. Somehow, senior monk went away. The junior monk was in the temple and he performed all the requirements during the Vassana retreats. End of the retreats, lay palovers. They came to temple. They performed a ceremony. They offered a robe and including in it, uh, it is not the cutter robe, but there was another piece of cloth, valuable piece of cloth offered to the monk, the junior monk. Receiving that junior monk, suddenly he thought, okay, better to keep this piece of cloth for my teacher, who is not here now. When he come, I would like to offer to him. Having that thoughts, he kept that valuable cloth and he finished all his reasons, retreats and the senior monks also done his their uh, things, what he had to done and then he started to come back to temple. Somehow, one day, he came back to the temple but the junior monk didn't know he, he is getting to temple. Now, on that time, Traditionally, if someone come in as a uh, 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 I mean any, any temples, we are supposed to go front to welcome them. That is one of tradition that is uh, what we follow in. Somehow that junior monk completely forget about that because he didn't know his teacher is coming after the retreats, he missed that opportunity. Then a senior monk came, he took care of himself, everything. He kept his bowl, he kept his robes, he kept his umbrellas, other traveling luggages and everything and he went to his room. He started to rest in there. Suddenly, the junior monk get to know, teacher is here. Teacher arrived. He suddenly noticed. He, he shocked because he was not able to do welcome treatment. Then he thought, okay, now I know I did mistake. Anyway, I want to offer that uh, valuable piece of cloth to my teacher. Taking that valuable piece of cloth to teacher and he, he tried to offer it. And then senior monk said, no, keep it you. I don't need, I have enough. Junior monk got upset. He thought, he started to think, Oh, my teacher is angry with me now. He's upset because I didn't do welcome treatment for him. I didn't follow the tradition. That's why he got upset. Now, what I have to do now? Nothing to do then anyway. He got a fan. Fan means what monks use, not the electrical fan. He went to the teacher with that fan is start to fan into him. It's like this. And that time, the teacher didn't talk any words. He didn't use any words to his students. He was so upset now. The junior monk, he was, he was very upset now. Why? Even the teacher is not talking to him. He might be tired, that's why he didn't talk to him. But somehow, the junior monk got very upset. Then, when he was fanning, he started to think, Oh, mm, there's no way to get on with my teacher now. He completely upset of me. I may not be able to stay in the temple with him anymore. Now, I have to get ready to go back to home to become a lay person because teacher is upset what i am going what what i can do when i am going there oh this valuable piece of cloth is very valuable i can sell it selling through i can earn some money earning some money now as a lay person now you start to think i can buy Goats. I can buy goats, also cows. 
I can sell their milk. I can use them for my farming. Okay, then he now planning everything through his mind. Finally, he became a rich person in that area. Now he is very young and rich. Now he wanted to a uh, uh, partner to marry someone. He married. Now both are living, and then little after they got a baby. Now they 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 became the family with who has newborn baby. One day, as a layperson, he was thinking to go back to see his teacher. It is also normal tradition in those countries, and then. Uh, around with his wife and the kids uh, get into his own block cart block cart to go see the teacher somehow on the way there was a hole on the roads the wheel get into the hole the block cart turn into side kids fall into fall into the uh, fall into from the cart from his wife's hands he got so angry start to hit the wife with using the using the stick what he used for cows or ox he hit who got that he hit who got that who got the teacher why still he didn't disturb he is he start to just think about that how far he went sitting in front of the teacher he was fan into teacher making his him comfort start to think about those things and then then he did everything through his mind that is why buddha said mind go far away objects he went far away objects he didn't disturb he still there in the temple but even though through mind he went and did all these things through his mind this is the nature of the mind that's why buddha said the nature of mind is vari jova tale kitto okamokato bhato it's mean as a fish when full out of water and cast on land drops and quays even so is this mind agitated hence hence should one abandon the realms of mara our mind is look like a fish when it's just came out the water the fish came out the water not came out actually with the with the influence of the man fish take it out from the water then how was the how how would be the nature of the fish the fish needed to go back to water fish ready to pay fully attention and full effort to go back to water that is the nature of the fish and same as our mind also always like to hanging around with objects always hanging around with objects mind is not ready to stay without thinking mind is not ready to stay without doing nothing without doing nothing mind mean concentrated samadhi stage mind but generally mundane mind ready to go here and there these days you are experiencing this 
don't you? When you sit for meditation, how many thoughts are arising in your mind? It's happened in other times, but those times you, know, you may not be able to recognize it because you are busy. But when you sit for meditation on the cushion, so many thoughts are arising in your mind. Things that you have to do tomorrow, things that you have to do for Thanksgiving, Christmas, or next year. Sometimes might be not next year, following year. Even though when you sat for meditation, ready to arise all these thoughts in your mind. Why? That's the nature of your mind. Anti-mind, it's the nature of the anti-mind is that. Therefore, mind like a fish which came out the water. Which came out the water. All the time, try to go back to objects, to think something. That's the nature of mind. Therefore, we pay full attention and we, we put effort thoroughly determining, encouraging ourselves to calm our mind, to calm our mind. That is our duty, that is our responsibility. Why we meditate for that? Why we observe precepts for that? Why we practice in generosity for that? To calm, to tame our mind. Because it is our responsibility. Oh, time is past. Anyway, few things I want to talk in here. Now you know how value the te uh, take care in your mind is. Is the most valuable things that we should do as a human beings, not just Buddhist followers, as a human beings. Everything happening according to our mind. Understanding, realizing this truth, uh, as a human being we have responsibility to take care of our mind. Therefore, what we should do to take care of our mind. That's the last thing. What we should do. What we should do. More information, putting more information is not good things for our mind in one side, no? We go to schools to learn things, no? If you are a learned person, you have so many barriers. I know most of you already done your colleges and schools. Therefore, I can I can tell it. <laughs> I have an experience to share with you. When I start to come to Bhavana, it means this happened might be in 2008. Those days, Ji walking on roads. We like to join with him on his walk. But even though those days we're not able to walk with him, He's, he go very fast. Even though we like to go behind him. One day, when, when he was walking, normally whoever going on, on the roads, he ready to wave, salute to others. There was an incident, me and there was a few other monks. Somehow, when he waved in his hands, someone saw his middle finger. Someone saw his middle finger. I, I, I noticed it. Other monks also started to talk about, oh, how bad that guy. I don't have any idea. Why? I'm, I'm questioning from them, why are you upset? No, that person did bad thing. What? What you are saying? What's bad thing? He also tried to do something, I don't know, he, he, didn't, he was not able to sow his farm, he might sow his fingers. I didn't have anything, I don't feel anything. But those monks were very upset. I was thinking myself and then 
get, finally I get to know what was the meaning there. I didn't know any clue about that. I didn't know that meaning. I didn't know so in middle finger is bad things. I didn't know that. I didn't have any idea about that. Therefore, I, didn't, I wasn't upset. I was happy. <laughs> Therefore, that's why I'm saying more information is not good for, to take care of mind. <laughs> if someone saw middle finger for me now, I, I will get upset. Because I learn it. <laughs> Therefore, all these concepts, all these traditions come through our, uh, as an information from the society, as a knowledge or experience. But those experience what we are developing, the knowledge what we are gaining, if those are not proper, those are not the reality, then all these information and experience will guide us into wrong directions. Will guide us into wrong directions. This is kind of experience that I have. Therefore, we have to be careful with deal the reality. With reality, which is very important. Which is very important. Therefore, understanding the situation, what you are facing, is staying in present which is very important. Stay in present. Live in this present moment. Don't, without going fast or future. This is the most important thing. Stay in the present moment. Buddha said, Atita nanu so chanti nappa japanti nagata vattamane neyapenti. Atita nanu so chanti. There is no reason to cry about your past. There is no reason to daydreams about your future. Live in present. Live in this moment. Because this is the moment that we can experience. This is the best thing to develop our insight. To develop our insight. Therefore, through our ears, nose, tongue and all these faculties, we may get so many informations, experiences, try to measure all these experiences and information, whether those informations are correct or not. Correct or not. Because through those information, it's ready to create some concepts, which is very dangerous. Concepts, which is very dangerous. It means bad, unwholesome concepts, which is very dangerous. Therefore, Try to eliminate unwholesome thoughts, unwholesome concepts. Live in this present moment. Living in this present moment. Try to touch the reality. Try to touch the reality. Live with the reality. This is the, our obligation. This is our obligation. In different, different sutta, it's explained in different ways. Mangala Sutta explain in different way. Ratana Sutta explain in different way. Karaniya Metta Sutta explain in different way. Vyagapajya Sutta explain in different way. Singhalavada Sutta explain in different way. Kalama Sutta explain in different way. In somehow, finally, what all these discourses focus to be present. To be present. To realize. To realize. This is the final thing. You can realize if you have clear mind. If you take care in your mind. You can live present if you take care in your mind. If you are not take care in your mind, you can live in present. Because you know the nature of the mind is ready to go here and there. Like a fish which came from the water. Okay. I think that's enough for today's talk. Uh, 3.30 we can meet for question and answer. Thank you very much. Uh.